David Graham is a speaker, author, businessman, former pastor, and founding director of Youth with a Mission Montana. He is also the author of the song, In Moments Like These. This song appropriately describes this podcast, which is a short, biblically-based, and encouraging devotional influenced by David's lifetime of personal moments. These moments are shared with a heart to encourage and inspire you to see Him, our Heavenly Father, at work in your own moments. I know this is David's heart in sharing because he has spent my lifetime speaking hope and encouragement into my own heart. If you would, take a few minutes and listen today. I am really proud of the things that he has done throughout his life, but what I am most proud of and grateful for is for the kind of dad, daddy, he has been to me. In this episode, I want to go back to some interesting moments that took place in 1982. In the morning, only a few days after my vision and dream experience, I drove south down Main Street of our quiet town and turned into the parking lot of our church offices. It was an old home, actually, which had been converted into what we called the Ministry Center. And it was there I had resumed my work as an associate pastor. I had resigned my job in the business world and my dear friend Hal Curtis, the church's senior pastor, as well as the other church leaders, graciously invited me to step back into active pastoral ministry. I arrived earlier than usual this particular morning and was the first one there to unlock the back door leading into the house's old kitchen. As I removed the key, turned the knob, and pushed open the door, I suddenly had a strange feeling there might be someone else inside. I stopped in the doorway, scanned the kitchen, and peered down the hallway leading from the far side of the kitchen to the ministry offices beyond. Apprehensive, I crossed the kitchen floor, entered the hallway, and stopped at the first door on the right, the one leading into my office. I paused for a moment before turning the knob and pushing the door open. My little office had once been a tiny bedroom. It measured maybe nine feet by nine feet, My small desk and a three-shelf bookcase crowded the left wall. Facing the desk, in front of the room's only window, was an ugly, old, saggy, and orange Nagahide chair. I found the old armchair in the attic of a house we once rented. It was a sorry-looking thing, with fuzzy white stuff sprouting out at the ends of each arm. It would irritate me, but people would come in for counsel and unconsciously Pick the fuzz. Now get this. There, in my orange Nagahide chair, I could see in my mind's eye, one might call it a vision, the presence of the Holy Spirit. There he sat, legs crossed, arms and hands resting comfortably on the worn-out arms of the old chair. And now... I know what you're thinking. David's really lost it now. Please bear with me. I looked at him, and he looked at me for what must have been five or ten seconds until I finally said, "Uh, Hello. He said, Hello. While continuing to stare in bewilderment, I closed the door, worked myself around the desk, 
to my left and sat down. I stared on. He smiled briefly with a warmth I can't describe. After a moment, he spoke these words. David, we know the fear you've experienced. The Father sent me to help you. He did? I responded tearfully. Yes, David, he did. Now I want you to get out some paper and write down everything I tell you. Now, I understand if you're skeptical. This may all sound very strange and unfamiliar, but nonetheless, as with the vision and the dream, this is what really happened. When you really think about it, why should we think of this as strange? Didn't Jesus say this would happen to his followers? To the fathers, sons, and daughters? Listen to what Jesus said our Father was going to do. It's written in your Bible. John 14, 15 through 18, Jesus says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to help you and to be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world can't accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you, and he will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. And then later, in verse 26, Jesus says, The Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things. Now back to my story. Over the course of three consecutive mornings, we met like this. He would talk. I would listen and write. Sometimes I would ask questions out loud to the fascinating being in the orange Nagahide chair. It was more than just a strange experience. It was wonderful, encouraging, and deeply healing. He would tell me to look up a certain passage of Scripture or direct me to a certain chapter in the Bible. All of his counsel was backed up by Scripture. By the way, his counsel will always be consistent with Scripture. It was remarkable how therapeutic the biblical passages were when they came with such specific application. I soon realized that the Holy Spirit sent from the Father was giving me a personal biblical life prescription for spiritual and emotional well-being. I wrote everything down and then condensed it all into one page, folded it to fit my wallet, and carried it with me everywhere I went for many years afterward. It became my substitute for medication, which I had carried with me before in fear of an emotional challenge. Now, it was different. Now, if I was ever out driving my car and sensed a hint of oncoming panic, I was quick to pull over to the side of the road, pull out my wallet, and meditate on the principles and scriptures given me on those three special mornings. And then the calm would return. The main principle the Spirit shared with me over those mornings was rooted in Romans chapter 8, this was the chapter he used to clarify the powerful and elemental truth of our son and daughtership, which is the bottom line of the gospel. And during these morning meetings, he opened my eyes to many of the wonderful and unchangeable benefits and privileges that we own as his sons and daughters. I quickly understood 
that one of the most wonderful privileges is having the ongoing presence and guidance of the Counselor, the Holy Spirit. And one of the most wonderful benefits of that is having life and peace. Listen to verse 5 of Romans 8. It says, Those who live according to the sinful nature have their mindset on what that nature desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their mindset on what the Spirit desires. The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. I'm thinking right now, given the hostile times we're living in, having life and peace is a priceless treasure. Okay, so Paul is saying that we're to have our minds set on what the Holy Spirit desires for us. In order to set our minds on what He desires, we first need to know what He desires. In order to know what He desires, we must really believe that He speaks to us. And then, we need to listen to and obey Him when He speaks. And I'll say it once more. Whenever the Holy Spirit speaks, it will always line up with Scripture. Now, you don't have to be Abraham or Moses to hear the voice of God. It's really simple. Supernatural, but simple. As Jesus said in John 10, 27, My sheep listen to my voice, I know them, and they follow me. And in the very same way, Jesus wants his followers today to listen with their hearts and minds to the Counselor's voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit. I know there are multi-millions of God's sons and daughters all over the world who have done and are doing just that right now. They've been listening to the Counselor's voice, and they've set their minds on what He desires. And their troubled hearts, well, now they're at peace. In the next few episodes, I'll be sharing exactly what the Holy Spirit in the chair said to me during those special moments many years ago. But I want to finish today by sharing some unusual moments that happened more recently. They took place while I was outside on a walk on a very calm and clear day last fall. I can't remember why, but I was, for some reason, feeling a little down. You know the feeling? Of course you do, because everyone has those moments sometime. Then. I got a little irritated at myself, and I spoke these words out loud. I said, Dear Holy Spirit, I need you now. I ask you to blow your mighty wind and power over me. Blow your wind and power over me. Now remember, the day was completely calm. Not a cloud in the sky, not a tree was swaying, when immediately a gigantic wind came up from behind me and over me and nearly knocked me off my feet. I had to run forward to keep myself from falling under the huge force of the wind. And then, moments later, it was gone, and it was quiet. I think I heard some angels laughing, and I joined in. I smiled big the rest of the way home and for days to come. I guess, be careful what you ask for. Dear friend, the reason for the story? Just this. The Holy Spirit, the powerful 
peace-bringing counselor that Jesus talked about is real. And he is really there for you whenever you call on him. He may not bring a giant wind your way, but he is the spirit of truth. And he will teach you all things. He's been doing this all over the earth ever since the Father in heaven sent him here. And you and I need his guidance and peace like never before. Let's call on him together today. Dear Holy Spirit, you have been blowing your breath, your mighty wind over this planet since before the dawn of time. And we need your breath again now. We all need you in this hour. I ask you to breathe on this one today. Lead this one with your guiding love. Lead this one into all truth. And bring this one even more life and peace. Let it be. You've been listening to In Moments Like These with David Graham. If you'd like to contact David or find out more information about In Moments Like These, please visit InMomentsLikeThese.com.